Hello and welcome to AFCast. I'm your host, Malcolm, and today I am here with Bryce Manley. Say hello, Bryce Manley. Hello, Bryce Manley. Okay. He's not the smartest one. Um, but we are going to be talking about Borderlands 3 today. Um, so to start us off, we have the writers, which are Randy Varnell, uh, Dandy Human, Homan. Danny, not Dandy. I said Danny. No, you said Dandy. Oh, I didn't mean to say Danny, <laughs> but uh, Sam Winkler. And if I butchered your guys' names, then sorry. Um, and the developer was Gearbox and LLC. The producer is 2K Games. The engine was the Unreal Engine. The composer for Borderlands 3 is Jesper Kidd. Or Kide. I don't know which one. I'm assuming Kid. Uh, and the platforms it is available on is the PlayStation 4, the Xbox One, and for PC. And this game is an open-world action-adventure. And it's open-world between worlds as well. It's, uh, you know, space travel pretty fun open galaxy open galaxy adventure yeah (laughs) um so yeah so a little bit of background of some knowledge that you should know before playing borderlands 3 is well in the world of borderlands or in the galaxy of borderlands because as we've established it's more than one world um there are these things called sirens which are these magical women who have their own like elemental powers each and there's only six sirens alive at any given time across this galaxy and as one dies another one is i'm not sure if it's born or created but another one appears when one of them dies so long ago people heard about these things called vaults which is hidden treasures located on these different planets and a lot of people went out and searched for these treasures years later different groups started popping up of actual like hunters for these called vault hunters and their whole basically all they did was look for these vaults try to figure out how to get into them and then take their riches from them only a couple vaults have ever been accessed in the history and they've all been in previous borderlands games So, near the end of Borderlands 2, spoilers ahead, by the way, near the end of Borderlands 2, you, Lilith and this group called the Crimson Raiders are trying to get, uh, found this key for the vaults that lets them access the vaults themselves. And she decided that, Lilith decided that this was too much power for anyone to hold. So she was, as a siren, she was going to use her powers to destroy the key. But right before she did so, it lit up and created this, like, holographic map floating above her of the galaxy. And on this map, different points were marked, which they assume are different vaults across the galaxy. However, they do not know which planet any of these vaults are on. They can't figure out by looking at this map which planets are which. A person comes to try to take the this map from them and ends up destroying this floating city that they're on. But in the destruction, Lilith ends up sacrificing the city in order to kill the guy. But when that happened, she lost the map on Pandora, which is one of the planets. She ended up losing the map, and so they were tasked with finding it again. 
she told the rest of the Crimson Raiders to go to these different planets and try to find vaults on random planets throughout the galaxy, while she stayed on Pandora to look for this map so that they could group up later and find these vaults. So now we are at the present, which is kind of us being to choose our recruits. Um, we get to play as those recruits, test our badassery on the first mission um, with Claptrap. And I can't explain who Claptrap is if you don't know him without, you know, I can't justify him correctly for who Claptrap is. So look him up. If you don't know who he is, he is absolutely hilarious. Um, and essentially after that, uh, Lilith, who Bryce mentioned, then sends you to go after, uh, the group that is Children of the Vault, which is essentially a cult that is specifically for the vaults that you are hunting for as a vault hunter. Uh, and you end up actually getting that map pretty early on, um, and finding out it's broken, uh, and the... Uh, and so then that's kind of what kicks off the rest of Borderlands 3 is trying to fix it, figure out where it goes, go there, yada, yada, yada. Um, and uh, the leader of the Children of the Vault is another siren uh, named Tyreen um, and also her brother, twin brother, Troy, which is part of the Children of the Vault as well. Uh, and they essentially lead it. Um, they are not very organized for one thing but somehow still function and these guys are essentially the main enemy throughout the game uh and um and if you haven't played borderlands before you know you get to travel through space which is awesome um and that also happens pretty early on as well so don't don't be sad when in the first like hour and a half or two hours or however long it takes that you don't travel to space you will get there eventually <laughs> um but yeah, so besides the story, let's talk about the gameplay. So at the beginning of Borderlands 3, you get the choice between four different characters to use as your recruit for the Crimson Raiders, in which each one of these characters has their own skill trees in them. And unlike previous games, each one has three skill trees, not just one. So you can very you can customize a very versatile character that's much different each time you play the game. The first of these four choices is Amara, and she, much like other games, with uh, much like the other Borderlands games, she is the option for the Siren of the group. She has one of her three skill trees is the Mystical Assault skill tree, which focuses on giving herself like personal buffs throughout like her different passive skills that she earns in within it, and her ability for this is called phase cast where she sends forward a projection of herself and damages all the enemies in front of her her second skill tree is called brawl and this focuses on rushing being in the enemy's face and just doing a lot of damage her passives add things like doing increased damage close range to enemies uh faster health regen stuff along those lines her ability for this is phase slam where she basically jumps in the air and punches the ground with her siren power, damaging all of the enemies in her immediate vicinity. And her final uh, skill tree is the Fist of Elements. This focuses on damaging and, as the name suggests, 
just uh, doing elemental damage specifically. Her... Which, which we'll talk about later yeah. when we talk about gameplay, so you'll hear about it. Her ability for this is Phase Grasp, where basically a giant hand comes out of the ground. It can hold an enemy for you, and it can basically keep that enemy from doing anything for a set amount of time. Yeah, it just completely locks them in place, right? Yeah. All right, so now on to our next uh, recruit, Vault Hunter, whatever you want to call him, uh, which is Flak, or FL4K, um, otherwise known, uh, who is the Beastmaster. And his first skill tree is Hunter, which is focused on dishing out a lot of damage. Uh, and he's also overall mainly used for kind of longer ranges uh, and precision weapons. Um, so... It's it's kind of a headshot class if you want to if you like doing headshot damage, um, and his master is focusing on his pets, which I'll talk about in a second, uh, and his stalker skill tree is support for health and movement, uh, and kind of just fills in the gaps between everything else and the other skill trees, um, and each each uh, skill tree has its own animal that you can essentially set for flak to keep along his side uh these uh these pets don't really do anything uh too differently from each other they just kind of have a different uh aesthetic at least i'm pretty sure right uh more or less they're the same one of them is like a monkey yeah but the only real difference is that one of them has the ability to fly it's like a little bird thing so that's yeah. the only real one that's different than they're, the others. They're basically just different animals. They yeah. don't have a different... They don't, like, one doesn't have this certain power, and one has this certain power, one has this superpower, <laughs> anything like that. Besides um, the fact so, of the stuff that you unlock further in that skill tree. Yeah, um, and that's, that's kind of also where Master comes in about focusing on those pets as well. You can give them different uh, just buffs and stuff for them. Um, so, yeah. So the next choice of characters is Maz, also known as the Gunner. Her She acts a little bit differently in the fact that her abilities, she doesn't use herself. She gets into this giant mech suit called the Iron Bear and is able to use these abilities. So her first ability is the Shield of Retribution. And this whole skill tree focuses on damage and damage output and the amount of health she has. And for uh, the Iron Bear, her weapon that she gets for this is the Railgun, which is a very strong, like, one-shot weapon that is meant to deal a lot of damage in quick and, like, bursts. Her next skill is the Bottomless Mags skill tree. This focuses on, as the name suggests, having ammunition, bigger clip size, all of that sort of stuff. Her weapon for the Iron Bear with this is the minigun, which, although you don't have to reload it, it can overheat, so it's kind of just keeps her in check so she's not super strong. Her weapon can overheat. And then her final skill is the Demolition Woman. This focuses on explosions, having extra grenades, dealing more explosive damage, bigger explosive radius, all that sort of stuff. And then... Uh, her weapon for the Iron Bear is a V-35 grenade launcher. So our next uh, recruit, Vol Hunter, whatever, 
uh, is actually the person that I play in um, our current uh, walkthrough, which you can actually check out on YouTube. Shameless plug. Uh, <laughs> um, and he is known as the Operative. Uh, and his first skill tree is called Undercover, uh, which it focuses on his shield that he has because each person has a shield and then they have their main health bar, uh, kind of like if you were to play Halo 1, um, you'll have that same kind of feel to it. Uh, so it mostly focuses on his shield and the state of it, and what I mean by that is if your shield, like, um, one of the things that I think allows you, like, if your shield completely disappears, like, if you lose your shield, uh, then you get increased damage boost, um, which is really helpful. And uh, this skill tree gives you the action, which is, or action skill, which is barrier, which allows you to throw down this little plate, which will show up with a barrier in front of you that you can shoot through. Uh, but people can't shoot back at you through it, which is kind of like the A-Wall from Titanfall 2, if you've ever used that. Uh, and his second skill tree is Hitman, which tries to focus more on weapons and damage. Um, and it's exactly what, what it sounds like. This is just dish as much DPS as you can. Um, and he's kind of more of a mid-range, uh, close-range, or long-range. It's really anything that you want to be. Um, but I think he's more so played as a mid-ranged uh, operator with his shield, especially. He is by far the most versatile character where you can yeah. easily change up your playing style without having to switch characters or being punished for it. Yeah, like Amara is really close up, um, and then Flack is kind of more laid back. And, I mean, I guess Maz is the same way. I mean, she kind of just is wherever she needs to be. She's just the tank, basically. Yeah. Um. And this skill tree allows you to get SNTNL or Sentinel. Um, honestly, I think SNTNL actually stands for something, but I don't remember what it is. So, um, but essentially, this is a drone that you can spawn off of your arm or something like that. Um, it's a weird animation. Um, but this thing goes around, and you can have it target certain people. And if you don't actually target people then it'll target the first person that you shoot um and uh if you don't shoot anyone then it kind of just goes up to the closest person so it kind of has an order of command i guess like i guess something like that for who it targets next so you can let it do its own thing while you try to target someone or you can have it go after a more uh beefy person like the badasses in the game which is an actual class of <laughs> well it's a tier of enemies or a tier of enemy yeah um and yeah so sentinel drone is really helpful if you want like you know a separate damage thing hitting something else i guess um and the third skill tree is doubled agent uh which and note double doubled agent not double agent and you'll see why in a second <laughs> Um, but his thing focuses on his Diggy clone, which is his uh, action skill. And essentially what this thing is, it's exactly like uh, Mirage's Mirage, um, except for it kind of just sits in one place, and it actually shoots at enemies as well. Um, and it, they do have a certain mag size for them, um, for the Diggy clone. And, uh, and other people will start shooting at your diggy clone as well while you do damage to them 
and does the Diggy clone actually do damage, or does it kind of just shoot at them? I am unsure. I know it provides the distraction, but I'm not sure if it actually does damage. Yeah, because I feel like if you had the Sentinel and the Diggy clone, that'd be a bit too OP. Digiclone. It's Digiclone? It's Digi, or Digi, it... not Diggy. I figured it was Diggy because it looks like it digs into the ground when you deploy it. When you deploy, it looks like it digs into the ground, so I thought it was Diggy Clone. (laughs) I'm sitting there like, as long as you didn't say how much, it'll be okay. Then you just kept saying Diggy Clone. All right, so it's Digi Clone. I'm sorry. Makes a lot more sense now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a digital clone. Yes, it makes. So why don't they just say that then? Same thing with with SNTNL. Just call it Sentinel. Um, but essentially, <laughs> um, but also, uh, the reason why I say that you can have, uh, two of why I said you could have both of those, um, is because Zane is the only person that you can have that, uh, essentially can have two of their action skills to be used. Um, nobody else can use two action skills, uh, or weapons or animals, I guess. Um, and uh, but it does replace your grenades that you can use. So you will not be able to use grenades if you use two action skills, and honestly, it's completely worth w- getting rid of nades. I mean, nades are helpful and all, but having an entirely another action skill is way more helpful in my opinion. Actually, uh, Maz can have two as well. I forgot that. She can have two weapons on her mech, um, or Iron Bear, or whatever. Um... So, yeah. And to kind of uh, add on to all of these classes that we were talking about, there are skill additions as well to each of the branches, uh, and it focuses on that uh, action skill that you have on that branch. Um, so essentially, these are augments that you can put on, and there is a right column and a left column and you can choose one from each of the columns in order to actually add to your uh, skill. And you have different types of these augments you can add. You can either have one that basically just upgrades your current skill, however you, like, whatever it uh, says it'll upgrade it to. And, And then you also have one that will actually change how that skill works, and uh, which I believe is... I think that's literally just called action skills themselves as well. Um, And you can also have some that are called elemental, uh, which essentially allows you to put an elemental ability on your actual um, skill. Um, So now to actually get into the elemental damage, you have five different types of elemental damage. So the different types of elemental damage are incendiary, cryo shock corrosive and radiation and these come in multiple different forms you can have them on different weapons and stuff so each bullet does that kind of damage they are in barrels around the map that you can hit or explode and it will explode into like the shock barrels will just create a giant like lightning field on the ground for a short amount of time that'll damage anything that goes within it and then there are some abilities that uh, different creatures or you can get with your skills that will use these uh, elemental abilities on whatever it hits. Uh, and one cool thing about incendiary as well is that um, there's a lot of oil spills everywhere around and if you hit something with 
one of your incendiary, whether it's uh, the bullets that are incendiary, your skillet's incendiary, anything like that, it will set the entire oil thing on fire. <laughs> so be careful of that. Um, I lit him on fire <laughs> the other day when uh, I was trying to shoot some skags. Um, so You did more damage to yourself. I actually wasn't in the oil thing, but all right. I heard you taking damage. Oh, it might have just been from a skag then. <laughs> um, but cryo is also self-explanatory. It kind of slows people down and also dishes damage out. Uh, shock is exactly what he said already. Uh, corrosive is uh, better for armored individuals and people with like yellow health bars because it'll it'll basically completely take away their uh, protective attributes to them so they will have um no more uh buffs to their armor or anything like that when you shoot at them um so you won't deal less damage to them like you usually would um and it damages their armor if they have any and radiation is just like any uh normal poison in a game where it just slowly damages you basically and anything like that so yep and uh to kind of like to talk more about the weapons and the skill trees like the skill trees are kind of weird they they're not very i want to say they're not very specific because i mean each one of them do focus on a certain things but each one is kind of also all over the place which is really weird um and even if you're only using one skill from one of those uh branches from one of the yeah from one of the skill trees um you will still get all of the passive effects from all of the other uh, skill trees, which is helpful. Um, and to kind of talk more about the weapons as well, uh, for one, like Bryce said, you can have the elemental damage on them. Uh, but at the same time, I don't really like the weapons in this game. It like The only things I really like are some of the pistols and the shotguns, and not even all the shotguns. But... Um, and some of the snipers or DMRs are useful, but only really if you have the Beastmaster, in my opinion, or Flak. Um, so, I mean, eh. <laughs> I don't really like the weapons that much in this game, but that's also just me. I don't know what your opinion is on the weapons at all. I do know they're very similar to previous Borderlands games, so if you like the weapons then, it's a very, very similar vibe. I just feel that at our current level, the other weapons besides pistols and shotguns aren't worth it just because their stats aren't good enough. But once we reach like end game or whatever, I feel like the stats will start oh, evening out yeah. and we'll be able to use other guns more reliably. Yeah, I believe that as well. It's just right now it's at the beginning. It's kind of, eh. I just I can't I can't do. I don't want to say I can't do much, but I can't do much with most weapons that I find on the ground. Like I feel like I have to have a shotgun and some kind of pistol. Um, because like all the SMGs right now are burst, and the burst is really uncomfortable to use for whatever reason. Uh, the ARs are just weird, and the recoil is also just all over the place. It doesn't have a specific recoil pattern. It feels like most of the time, so it's it's all just really really strange type stuff. Um, but besides that, the combat is really smooth um, if you find the right weapons for yourself, and you get into kind of a gist of how you play. And one nice thing is, is that if you do get downed, you can either be revived by a like six second timer, five second timer of someone holding X on you, um, or square or whatever the hotkey is for PC. 
we play Xbox, so. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, so, or instead of someone reviving you, you can actually revive yourself by killing an enemy. Um, so if someone on your team is about to kill, kill something, then tell them to save it for you, so that way you can, because you basically have, you have a lot of movement capabilities and shooting capabilities while you're downed. Like, you can actually go almost walking pace, yeah. and you can, you're basically, like, crouching, it feels like, in the game. Actually, your player model is crouching. I know, but it, like in other games, yeah. that is exactly what crouching feels like, is how you're playing there, but you just can't use your abilities or anything like that. Um, but uh, for the most part, enemies will not target you at, at all either, so you won't like instantly die if you get downed or anything like that. Unless you're like the only target they can see. Yeah, whatever. exactly. Um, and I'm pretty sure even as Flak, um, there is a certain ability that allows for your beasts, beasts. Yeah, to your beasts actually pick you up you. and everything, uh, which is nice, uh, especially if you're playing single player. Um, but yeah, and I have always, always appreciated Borderlands, uh, Borderlands's uh, art scheme. It's I just love that it looks like it came right out of a notebook, a very gory notebook, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and it it's yeah, it's just it's really fun to play. It's especially fun to shoot. Um, to shoot people with the shotgun sometimes or even with anything because they'll kind of just all of a sudden flail out of the way i don't even know what they do like their entire body just kind of jumps backwards in a very floaty kind of way um but yeah but the gameplay is smooth and it is fun um just the weapons in my opinion for right now at least maybe later on they'll be better but for right now they're kind of eh they're ew so uh, but in summary, the story is a good continuation of the previous games, at least so far that we've played. Um, and the gameplay is smooth and fun, like I just said. Uh, I overall give it a 8 or 9 out of 10 just because of the weapon use is kind of poor, in my opinion. Um, gameplay can be a little weird sometimes as well. Uh, oh, not to mention about gameplay. You, act you actually get to mantle stuff now, which is nice as well. Um so yeah but i yeah there's just some stuff that kind of feels like it either like in sometimes in the story it feels like it it goes too fast in the storyline um and then the weapons aren't always fun but the vehicles are so fun to use yeah. <laughs> in the game and then i give it an eight out of ten but this is kind of very subject to change right now because we have still have a lot more to play through the game and just at the moment i feel like it's kind of some of like things that it does are misdirecting like i've especially noticed this with like quest markers it'll pop up at like i fast traveled the wrong spots before because where the quest marker popped up and then i had to drive like all the way around the map to get to where we actually had to go and just small things like that are what's lowered my thing so far but i feel like once if you into later on and the story starts really taking off is when i'm going to feel appreciate higher, it more. yeah i'm gonna feel a higher rating for this game but at the moment i'm giving it an eight out of ten yeah all right so uh besides all of that um if you do want to watch actual gameplay uh, i do have a youtube channel and i have recorded some uh walkthrough episodes of us playing 
um, and more will come out in the future, maybe even some other ones that aren't just walkthrough. Uh, and if you guys want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, uh, make sure to do so. Uh, and I will have all of this stuff in the description that I'm listing. Uh, if you want to actually talk to us, you can join our Discord chat. Um, and uh, if you want to see our website, then our website will also be there. And if you want to email me any like requests or uh, like requests for episodes or any ideas or anything, any questions, um, my email will also be in the description. But besides all of that, game on.